welcome back to Weekly EP. My name is Cody Swanson. This is episode 11 with Lauren Piper of AEIOU, pronounced vowels, from Berlin, Germany. We talk about how little accidents while recording can lead to fun song structures and making the shift from playing live with the loop pedal to home recording. Also, a little disclaimer, Lauren and I are married, so the interview gets a bit silly at times. As always, we'll do a short intro, listen to the new record in full, and then dive into the creative process. First, here's a taste of that record. to the podcast. Thank you. What is your name? Lauren. Um, yeah. <laughs> and what is the name of your music project? Vowels, spelled A-E-I-O-U. Okay. Does that ever cause any issue with marketing or show announcements and stuff like that? I don't think I'm big enough to have marketing or show announcement problems. But there is a band called Vowels, or no, they're called A-E-I-O-U, and they're made up of a member of Blonde Redhead and someone else. And once I was tagged in a show they were playing in Canada. Nice. (laughs) That's the way to do it, I guess. (laughs) And where did you record this weekly EP record? Here in this room. It's shaped like a triangle. No, I meant more like... Oh, um, Berlin? Yeah. (laughs) Berlin. Okay. So that'd be Berlin, Germany then? Yes. Okay. (laughs) The world. And why did you decide to do one of these? Well, I've been home on quarantine and I figured if I'm going to write an EP in a week, now's the best possible time to do it. And... Because I listen to the weekly EPs that all the other people that you've interviewed have done. So one could say that you're a uh, casual fan then. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, not that far. The music that's on this record, would you say that it it is along the lines of the kind of stuff that you, you have made in the past or your kind of normal projects or was it something a bit different? I'd say aesthetically, it's probably in the same vein of stuff that I've done before. But I think it definitely has a different feel because I never record that many instruments when I play live. So I think it ultimately sounds fuller or a little bit different than what I would play regularly. And now the last question of the intro part of the interview Traditionally a silly question, and this is maybe not exactly silly. I've been kind of getting bad at the silly aspects, but if you could magically speak any language so you were just fluent and able to fully communicate and get around, what is the one city that you would like to go to in the, in the world? 
or place. It doesn't have to be a specific city. <laughs> um, probably like Greece, somewhere in Greece, not Athens, maybe an island, because I don't understand Greek at all. It might be important to know that language sometimes. <laughs> all right. okay so now uh what is the name of your record i think it's called something like this i can't remember okay i mean that can be the title now (laughs) it might be something like this (laughs) okay so this is something like this by vowels
How am I doing so far? Oh, you're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to talk about the uh, the music that you made. Okay. First with what kind of musical instruments and or uh, you know, interfaces, et cetera, you used to, to make these songs in general. I used an electric guitar and an electric bass and a air organ, a little synthesizer, and this interface that you set up in here. It's the uh, focus right. <laughs> yes. Um, it's like the two-channel focus right. <laughs> That's what I used. Yep. Okay, cool. For the guitar, did you use pedals for this as well? Or was most of it, was it digital effects or was it? Um, I did use some real pedals. I have a looping pedal that I used a little bit and a distortion and a reverb pedal. Did you use the looper on any of these tracks? I did, but I did it more to make it easier to record it so that when I stopped it, I could stop it, but the loop is still going, so it stopped at the right place instead of me playing it and just figuring out on the actual screen where exactly I want to cut it and then loop it. Mostly I did, I used like the looping feature in the, what is this called again? Audition. <laughs> um, but I used my looping pedal to kind of help me for some reason, that seems harder to me. Like, that seems like the more difficult way to do it. But It made sense in my brain, but I do often do things that are too hard. Okay. <laughs> so you made this in, in seven days in an actual week. Mm -hmm. So how did that look? How, how did that kind of break down in terms of when the songs came together or how the recording process worked? Okay. Well, this was actually very different than my normal process because I knew I needed enough songs that I wouldn't hate. So I decided that I would basically just hit record as I started playing. And I basically was able to make three songs on the first day and four songs on the second day or three songs on the second day and then finish one song on the third day um, and they were basically roughly recorded and had either full lyrics or partial lyrics written and the way that I did that is I basically just picked a random word for each song. <laughs> was that the titles of the yeah. song? Okay. I was going to change the titles, but then I was like, I don't really like, I want to pick something from the lyrics, but I didn't really find anything that that struck me. So I mainly just stuck with the theme as the title. And then once I had the title, it helped me to write the lyrics. So it's just kind of like a, a writing exercise. Okay. That's cool. So naming the songs first instead of after they're written kind of. Well, they was, it wasn't planned to be the names. Okay. It was just like, <laughs> kind of like a prompt. Right. Okay. And, um, yeah, once I had that, it made writing the lyrics a lot easier. So I basically had seven full songs by the third day. And then I just had the rest of the time to 
add any other instruments that I wanted and to do the actual editing. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So that that seems like all things considered, not super stressful. Like it's not like you got to the fifth day and you're, you didn't have anything, you know? So. No. Yeah. I mean, the plan was like, I'm going to write a bunch of songs and maybe by the fifth day I'll decide I hate like four of them, but mm-hmm. I'll at least have three songs for the CP. Right. Right. And instead you have, uh, is it six? I'd written a seventh or I was like trying to write a seventh and I was like, now I'm running out of time. So I stopped. Okay. okay. <laughs> was that surprising to you? that it came together as well as it did or in the time period it did based on the way you normally write songs or a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I can write a song relatively quickly, but I don't record them often. So normally it's me writing the song, writing the lyrics, and then just like practicing it a bunch for a live show. And if I don't play a show for a while, then it's like a new song that I have to keep coming back to and practicing so that I'll be able to play it live when I finally have a show. Right. I, I, one of my biggest problems too, though, with, with writing and then recording is that then I sometimes have a really hard time remembering how to play the song that I have recorded. Oh yeah. I'm not going to be able to play any of these live. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to work really hard, but some of them will not be possible. Okay. Well then uh, at least they exist now in this form. Mm-hmm. It's like a special edition that no one will ever hear again outside of <laughs> this podcast and Probably on Bandcamp at some point. Okay, well that makes them yeah, it makes them super uh, super rare. special and rare then. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so let's dive into the songs themselves then. Starting with track number one, which is called "Isolation," and this one struck me as being the most clearly quarantine themed. Yeah, I chose the word isolation, then I was like, all right, quarantine. <laughs> I mean, it kind of fits with, I mean, um, a lot of people, I think, that have been doing these in the last couple of weeks and months of, there's at least a couple songs in each record that are that related to what's going on, mm-hmm. which makes sense. <laughs> um, but then there's also uh, something, too, about the, the kind of refrain or the chorus that says, uh, you know, who can save me, uh, that, that kind of... Uh, it almost makes it feel like a love song in a weird way to me, like this kind of like a uh, fairy tale imagery. I mean, I know that's not the intent, but it sort of had this feeling where it was like this weird, like dual, like quarantine song and like <laughs> Rapunzel, you know, like, like leaning her head out the window of the tower going, who can save yeah. me? You know? <laughs> I mean, I think I struggle with not writing songs that are about romance or have some sort of like you, I component. Yeah. And so it just kind of like, that was what came out with yeah, the yeah. theme. Yeah, I totally agree. It's it's when I tried not to write those kind of songs with you or I kind of just talking to someone or about someone, that kind of thing. It ends up being like, all right, am I going to write like a scathing political song now? You know, or just like a slam poem. That yeah, into or like, song. or just like a commentary on like where the world is right now. <laughs> yeah, I know it's possible, but it's it's hard for, for me as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And also the song has one of my uh, favorite <laughs> short little lyric bursts, which is the time is nothing never stays. <laughs> just like it just it's it it really encapsulates, I think, especially the first month of what quarantine felt like. 
when it was just like you literally did start losing track of the days and like the time and stuff. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, let's see. The other notes I have here are um, the backup vocals are really nice. Also, I mean, if this happens on a lot of these songs, I realize, but about halfway through, the, the song almost kind of does a complete shift into a different sounding vibe, and then it kind of comes back. A lot of these songs to me feel like sections of songs kind of shuffle together in a really interesting way. Like it, they morph back and forth between a driving bass line and then like a really ambient kind of flowing feel. Was that intentional or is that just kind of how the music comes together? I think that's just how it came together when I chose to record before planning. Because <laughs> <laughs> then I would play something that I really liked and then... I would maybe come back to it and not remember what I played, but I would keep that and then add more to it. Um, and so basically a lot of these were like first take guitar. And I just was like, I'm not going to do this again. And then maybe like three or four songs in, I started planning a little more. But the first couple, which included this one, were a little bit like pasted together. And then I was like going in and adding tiny little notes to fix the notes that were wrong in like the original guitar track so it's like building building something with only a few legos that are all different colors yeah or like cut and paste Uh stalker notes (laughs) okay um that i guess that's a good segue into uh destruction which uh Seems to be about of uh, someone who uh, is not very nice. I think that's what I have in my note is like, um, who is the enemy? They seem like a bad person or thing. Uh, there's a lot of really intense lyrics in this this one. <laughs> there was this, I basically just came up with the theme and then I just wrote. So it wasn't really about any specific person. I think the theme destruction could have gone many different ways. I could have written about like knocking down a house or something. But um, I don't know. I thought that was like what came out once I created a melody. Because mm-hmm. once I make like the vocal melody, I'll start with like humming or laws or whatever. And then sometimes they sound like words. And that's how I get the lyrics. <laughs> okay. There was there was no there's no one that I want to destroy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, also, this is one of the ones that has good backup vocals, kind of nice um, harmony backup vocals. And did you, so I know that you have a uh, vocal pedal, like a harmonizer pedal and stuff to use for live shows, but a lot of the backup vocals on, the, on, it sounds like on this record were recorded with actual, like actual harmonies and kind of backup vocal um, overdubbing. Yeah. So I think there were a couple songs that might have had my echo pedal on or like chorus for my vocal pedal but in general I sang one melody and then I went back and added the harmonies instead of using a pedal was that I mean I know that you've done that kind of stuff before in in certain ways but it was was it kind of how did it feel going from doing stuff more like that with live shows and live performances back to like a recording method where you had to kind of think about it in a different way 
I mean, I kind of like it because I'm still pretty like new with this pedal. And so there's only certain types of harmonies that can be created. So to be able to freely decide how I want the harmony to sound is a lot easier than being like, okay, do I want a third and a fifth? And like, what, what note is this going to be? Is it going to be an A? Is it going to be in C? And then I just sit there with my guitar going through and singing the same thing over and over and changing the note until it sounds right. Mm -hmm. So this is a little easier <laughs> for right. me. Cool. Yeah. I mean, one of these days I, I, I keep telling myself I'm going to figure out how to sing harmonies um, on my own songs. I, I, <laughs> I've done it maybe for like four seconds at a time by accident, like three <laughs> times in my life. So one of these days I'm going to figure out how to do it on purpose. But Okay. Um, there's, there's crunchy guitar in this song, but yes, it's not really something I guess we need to talk about. <laughs> I just had the note. It says crunchy guitar. Um, oh yeah. I think this is where I had the, um, the volume on my interface up really high. So when I recorded the guitar and the bass, they were like pretty blown out, mm -hmm. but I'm not great at these things and was like, mm, this sounds fine to me. <laughs> All right, so moving on then to song number three, which is Inhalation. This one has kind of, I mean, I wrote it down in my notes as kind of a call and response sort of feeling to the vocals, even though there's a lot of kind of repetition or sort of harmony throughout it, but it sort of has this back and forth feeling to it. And also one of them is distorted, which kind of makes it feel like another character, another version of the voice, which is kind of cool. Tell, tell us a little bit about this song. Um, yeah, I didn't plan it to have that sort of like repeating part. I just recorded the song. And then when I went through to try to make it sound better, I tried it out and I liked it. So then I just had this back and forth repeating part and I ended up thinking it was really cool. <laughs> I don't it's hard because I wrote them last week so like thinking back even though I like I just listened to them but I didn't really listen to them a lot after I mm -hmm. recorded and fixed them right. so but yeah I mean I think that song I wrote that on the bass mm -hmm. and so all I recorded was bass and vocals when I first recorded it and then when I came back to it because basically I would record the skeleton uh -huh. and then i would keep going and write the new songs and then i would come back to it so i wouldn't listen to it until i was ready to like spend several hours figuring out how to fix and add to this song and so when i got to it i was like all right it can't like just be bass <laughs> so then i added guitar and then like for fun i used your what is it op1 mm -hmm. synthesizer and I didn't know if I would keep it. And then ultimately I figured out how to like make it sound right and not be too overpowering. And I thought it yeah, made right. it really interesting. I, honestly, I think that the synthesizer in the background is really nice. Like I'm really glad you didn't remove it. I think it makes the song really nice, but it's also like the second verse of this song. If it, I guess it's a verse, it doesn't really feel like a chorus exactly, but the like second verse is like completely different too. Mm -hmm. like melodically and just kind of it feels like the song is just almost shifts into a different sound and then it comes back 
which again I, I I liked. It was nice listening to. Was that a result of the similar kind of thing where as you were building it, you kind of were just putting different pieces and then mm-hmm. <laughs> tried to find a way to go back to the original piece and stuff like that? Or well, I had it recorded as like verse chorus verse chorus most of my songs were generally pretty simple so that i wouldn't have to like spend too much time Mm -hmm. figuring out a bridge but then i made them weird by adding things that i guess ultimately make it less verse chorus verse chorus okay yeah yeah yeah. i mean that's a good way to hide that structure Yeah, I guess so. I think I couldn't, I can't really settle with it just being that simple so that I make it really, really hard for myself. <laughs> but I I like it better that way. Cool. Well, that's, I mean, that's the important part, I guess. Also, challenges are good. <laughs> and now moving on to song number four, Desperation. Also, these are all such intense names for tracks i yeah it was like i literally just let myself choose the first word that came to my head so i was like okay Okay. this is it so you were in an interesting uh mental space that monday then i guess i think that was yeah i don't remember when i wrote that one but um yeah i don't know i was just trying to think of things that would be general enough that i could create lyrics that wouldn't be too narrow Mm -hmm. i guess yeah okay (laughs) so desperation (laughs) uh yeah so this one on my notes i have is this one's really spacey or it sounded really spacey to me there's a lot of fuzz going on and then around two minutes and 10 seconds there's just like a huge shift in the song like this is this is i i feel like a broken record saying this but this one in particular like i think it changes gear for a while and then eventually that kind of fades out and it goes back to the first part again a little bit and then it completely shifts gear to like a third style at the end and kind of has this really nice little kind of end bit that i mean it's connected but it feels also almost like a like a different feeling too or different thought but it's that middle part where i think my favorite bass line of the album comes in that kind of like like the kind of like the really driving bass line comes in cool <laughs> i can't remember the, that part of that song but that one was well, here, probably, i can, I can play, it, play, real, it? I can play okay. it real quick <laughs> oh yes yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah i think this song was like I don't know if it was finished when I finished recording it the first time, but I just decided to not fuck with it. Mm -hmm. So it's not terribly consistent. Like there isn't like enough space for me to sing like four lines of the verse and then chorus and then four lines. It basically was really unstructured and just kind of went somewhere. (laughs) And I didn't bother to come back and try to make it more of a like, whole song right (laughs) well i mean again i think that's that's completely fine it's just that part in particular like um it struck me in a in a fun way of the most stereotypical early 2000s indie rock kind of vibe you know just like this (laughs) 
drums going on in the background when yeah. like that bass kicks in, you know? I wish that I could find a way to record drums because I heard that a lot on a lot of the songs, but no. So song five is the one with, uh, my first note on this one is just air organ, exclamation mark. Mm -hmm. I always love the air organ. And um, the thing that I was most impressed with, I obviously am not someone that has perfect pitch, so I can't attest to the technical accuracy of what I'm saying. But every time I've tried to record something with an air organ, especially the one that we have, that's two thirds of a tone off or something like that. It's just you can't play it with any other instrument and it sounds pretty good in what you're doing like it doesn't sound blaringly like the instruments aren't in tune with each other and is that something that also happened by accident or was that like did you attempt to tune the bass or anything to the air organ or you just kind of like no i mean i recorded the air organ first i think it'd be different if i had recorded the bass first and then or the guitar first or whatever i used on that song um but Playing the air organ to another instrument is really hard because it's off by a couple whatevers. But um, but I could easily find notes that matched with or at least like worked with what I played on the air organ. So maybe it was an accident because I didn't I'm not I don't know notation or anything, (laughs) but I just kind of tried to play what I felt sounded good. Cool. All right. Well, I mean, I think you succeeded. So that's good. You should rename this record like happy accidents. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So a lot of this song, too, has this feeling where the bass is kind of pulling everything forward and the other instruments the organ kind of adds this nice floaty spacey sound to it, but the little guitar bits or whatever that might be in there, but even the vocals in a certain way kind of feel like almost like the bass is the boat or the raft and, and all the other instruments are kind of just hanging onto it, you know, and getting kind of pulled through this lazy rapids ride. The bass just feels like the, the lead character in this song. I'm going to have to re-listen to this song. <laughs> am I thinking too hard about it? But... No, I'm just, <laughs> I know I like just listened to them, but I haven't in like a week. So I don't like I remember Mm -hmm. the song, but I don't remember the chorus or. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, it also has some really nice backup vocals as well. I think there's some nice reverb on some of them. Maybe this is the one I think where the backup vocals aren't exactly um, singing the words uh, along. It's kind of more ethereal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. More like melodic kind of uh, sustained notes. Yeah. I think I stopped singing words at some point because the way I had it recorded, at least my vocals, it was really hard to time it to sing exactly with what I had been singing before. So I decided to just see how it sounded with like ahs or oohs or whatever. And I felt like that worked with like the air organ sort of like warm sound. Nice. Okay, so another good happy accident then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I did like write this one out. Like this one I planned yeah, okay. at least like I sat with the air organ because with the air organ it has like letters and numbers on all the keys. <laughs> so <laughs> Those are you mean the chord buttons or Well the chord buttons, but then each each key has a number. Okay, I didn't notice that. Yeah, there's like one, two, three. So with that, I could just write down what I was playing 
Okay. So I can remember. <laughs> oh, okay. So you wrote down the music aspect by writing the the numbers down. The yeah, keys. I mean, I basically wrote skeleton lyrics, and I would write like you would in tabs, like the mm. numbers of and the chords that I was playing above it. Okay. So it was pretty easy to come back and actually structure the song, even though maybe it doesn't really sound that structured. But no. to actually plan it instead of just be like, ah, I finished it. I think it sounds like a song. I wasn't saying that it didn't sound structured. <laughs> but I guess that makes sense then, because I, I guess a lot of these are teaching um, instruments. They probably give people like music that has numbers and stuff on it originally, right? Or I would appreciate all yeah. instruments to have numbers on them. <laughs> like there's some guitars that don't have the dot. Mm, oh, yeah. Those are, those are super annoying. I don't that, that's really hard for I don't, me. I don't play those guitars. Those guitars are jerks. Okay, now to the last song on the record, which is called Get There. I just have three notes here, uh, crunchy guitar, which is nice. Uh, and then there's like little bright background guitar bits that are kind of floating around in like the right side of the stereo mix. And then what seemed to me at least to be a happy, positive message at the end of the record, when we open with dark mood of isolation, <laughs> followed by destruction and things like that. And we kind of end on Get There, which sort of has a, I don't know, it seems optimistic. Um, I mean, the, the lyrics just kind of happened, and I did sort of feel like they were like inspirational Christian rock lyrics, but I didn't like bother to, to change it to make it more edgy or whatever. I did sort of write it about quarantine as well, so, but this one was, I guess, loosely based on the fact that everyone's going through it. I mean, there's like support, but I'm not going to write a song that says that in those words. <laughs> Too literal or something like that. Yeah, I, yeah, it's hard to do. Gotcha. So any other thoughts on this final track? Um... I wanted to end on it because I thought that it was like a good bookend starting with a quarantine song and ending with a semi-quarantine song. I wanted it to sound really chorusy, like there were like a bunch of kids singing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Not necessarily kids, but like I kind of liked that it felt really, really full on the we'll get there somehow parts. And it just it made me like feel happy listening to it. I was like, this sounds nice. Right on. <laughs> in general how do you feel about the record as a whole or or the experience of making it um i feel good i think i was surprised that i didn't hate it i mean most of this record is basically like a lot of accidents <laughs> because i'm not good at recording <laughs> so it's it came out all right I think if I had more time or like a professional person mastering it or working on it, then it would be a lot different. Mm -hmm. But I think it's very representative of me and my messiness as a songwriter. So, um, yeah, I felt good about it. I was really proud that I was able to do those in a week and, um, not hate everything. <laughs> I mean, I very much enjoyed the record. I say that um, about all of them, but it's been true of all of them. And uh, 
obviously there's a, a lot of uh, extra bias going on perhaps <laughs> um, what, what are you talking about uh, <laughs> but I, I did uh, really enjoy it and I'm very happy that you um, had the time and, and uh, interested to do one of these and to, to make it where can people find more of your music or more of the stuff that you do where does your stuff exist on the internet? It sort of exists on Bandcamp. I think it's bandcamp.aeiou vowels, maybe. It doesn't have a lot of songs on it. So my Facebook has like some videos of like newer songs that I've played live. But hopefully now that I'm, I think, better at this home recording process, I might go back to like my old songs and make a record of those songs so that they exist on Bandcamp as well. I absolutely think that you should do that. That would be cool. <laughs> uh, do you have any any last uh, thoughts? I know we have to uh, order food. We have to get dinner, so we need to cut the <laughs> interview off soon. But um, no, it was really cool. Thank you for having this idea, and I'm glad. I live with you so that it made me do it because I probably wouldn't have done this if we weren't married here in this apartment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't know how to do anything because you wouldn't have shown me how to set up all the recordings. So I'd still be like recording onto GarageBand through like the computer microphone. Right, which would have been really hard because you don't have a Apple computer anymore. Yeah, I would have like tried to download GarageBand from my Microsoft computer. All right, well, uh, thanks so much for, for, for being on the show. You're welcome. What do you want to, well, we're getting Indian, right? That's the, that's I think the plan. so. Okay, all right, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> Me too. Spice out these sinuses. Okay, I'm not gonna put that in the book. Okay, I love you. <laughs> love you too. <laughs> Thanks again for listening to another episode of Weekly EP. Once again, my name is Cody Swanson. Well, I'm not sure if anyone's still listening uh, after that absurd ending, but if you are, I am happy to report that the Indian food was very tasty, and I hope you enjoyed this week's record and interview with Lauren. Please check out more of Lauren's music at aeiouvowels.bandcamp.com or facebook.com slash aeiou called vowels so that's a-e-i-o-u-c-a-l-l-e-d-b-o-w-e-l-s if you enjoyed this podcast please subscribe and review it wherever you listen to podcasts it really helps a lot also you can follow us on instagram for fun photos of the music gear used on each ep and then other stuff of course as well and all of our episodes and more can be found on our website weeklyep.com and if you or someone that you know would like to do your own weekly EP, please get in touch. We would love to hear from you.